is Joe and Scott. Welcome to the garage. Welcome. So today we're covering plumbing. Yeah, we're doing a little buyer series again. We want to get back to some kind of uh, fundamentals of housing um, as you think about walking through properties and you know discussing what you find. Um, so I think we're going to tackle a little bit of plumbing. Yeah, I, uh, it's an important part of the house. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, everyone at a minimum wants to be able to turn on the faucet and have water. And it's and, one uh, of those uh, flush the um, toilets and have stuff go away. Isn't it funny that we just did a whole bunch of stories about uh, toilet, toilet issues, stuff. <laughs> and now we're going to come back and talk about how it actually uh, it works. Yeah. <laughs> so when we're walking through with buyers, Joe. I think um, you know a lot of times we get down to the basement, mm -hmm. and that's where a lot of the the stories told on kind of the general condition of the house, mm -hmm. and we run into a bunch of different types of plumbing I that just jotted down I think I have five different types that are most common yeah like supply lines we're talking about right yeah so let's start with start with supply lines so that we kind of know so that's the water coming into your property going through your house and you know you turn the faucet on turn the toilet flush toilet that's why it's going to be pushing through your house right fair enough okay so you know one of the ones that uh, working in St. Paul was some older housing stock that we kind of run into again a lot of this stuff i think i throw on the spectrum of good better best yeah right mm -hmm. um so one of the ones that we run into that i think you and i did, did, right away we get concerned with is galvanized yeah that's probably one of the first ones that you um see quite a bit and the joints have issues um but uh the one what's the one of the biggest issues well, water pressure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a steel pipe that starts to corrode, rust, scale mm -hmm. from the inside. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, St. Paul, we're very fortunate to have soft water, but you know, any hard water sediment gets stuck mm -hmm. in some of that flaking inside and it starts to, um, you know, obstruct itself like our arteries right right well can I pick, picture like this so you you have a pipe and it's rusting on the inside you don't really see it but when you take those pipes out from a from a, a removal of to, to replace them you see there's probably got pinhole maybe a little more than a pinhole worth of, of water can get through that line so any type of sediment that might get lodged or stuck or going through a joint might get stuck and then all of a sudden it might you might your flow might be even worse and so your trickle into your, your, your faucet might be different from the trickle going into your uh, bathtub, right? Sure. Um, in, in general, you know, the lifeline of galvanized seems to be around that 50-year mark. Um, and a lot of housing stock in St. Paul, Minneapolis uh, is probably, you see it between 1900 to 1940s build houses, roughly. Um, yeah, I'd say even up through the 50s. Yeah. Um, you know, and a lot of times, uh, sometimes it can be through a whole house. It could be just one horizontal pipe mm -hmm. that might correct an issue. Right. Um, but uh, the first thing when I see the galvanized pipe, I usually make a note to the client, hey, let's check the water pressure upstairs. Right. Yeah. Right. So, you know, no one wants to be in a house that, you know, you can't get the shampoo out of your hair. <laughs> right. 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 Um, I think that that's enough to say on galvanized, you think? Yeah, well, the thing I would, I would note is, is that there's nothing wrong with galvanized. It's just the longer you have it, the closer you're going to get to potential stuff happening. Yeah, potential repair. Yeah. Right. 
um, copper. Copper, uh, like you note, kind of in the 30s, some of the older 30s style homes, they even used it for waistlines, but mm -hmm. became real popular and predominant kind of from the 60s through today. Yep. I think the reason we don't see it as much today is it's just cost prohibitive. Yeah. Yeah, it's it was the gold standard for many of years. You know, if you had copper in your house, you know you're gonna have great pressure. Um, there's no really no uh, major fundamental issues with copper in terms of you know there's no sediment issues or you know build up inside like galvanized. Um, yeah, if you saw a leak, it was generally off a, a joint, joint that had been soldered. Right. And then uh, anything else you want to add on copper? No. I mean, if we see copper, generally you're not going to see issues with any sort of water pressure type issues. Usually at that point, you're very happy the way it, yeah. the way it looks. And then PEX. Uh, PEX, um, the reason we see a lot more of it is uh, just from a cost standpoint. It's 25% mm -hmm. of the cost of copper. Mm -hmm. It's flexible. Um, so you it's can flexible, less joints, easier for plumbers to work with. Um, well, let's let's describe what, what PEX is. It's like a, it, it from a, from a visual standpoint, it looks like a, a plastic pipe, right? Um, that you probably can you know, bend and torque any way you want. Looks like a more rigid uh, garden hose. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sometimes they color code it blue for the cold lines, red for the hot. That's mm -hmm. getting fancy. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but generally, it's uh, it's stamped on the outside of the line that it's PEX polyethylene. Yep. So yeah, seeing uh, if you see that, I, I think I'd be very happy to see that at my house. Um, you know, you're not going to have water pressure issues. No, and uh, uh, the f fittings uh, tend to be uh, the fittings are. I, I did get a chance to talk to uh, Joe from Restoration Plumbing, Plumbing Restoration yesterday. Sorry, Joe, and. Uh, you know, the, the big thing uh, on the joints for copper, generally they're guaranteed for a year, mm -hmm. just workmanship. And uh, the pecs, if they're done by a plumber, are generally the connections, the joints, are generally warranted for, I think it's 25 years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if it's done by a plumber. Right. If I'm wrong on that, Joe, tell me. But, <laughs> um, anything else you want to add on? No. Pecs is a great product. Yeah, um, and I think the next one would be um, polybutylene, um, sure. which is, uh, you, it's, I should say, not a common uh, product. But it was it used was, through the 80s and 90s. Right. Owens Corning was one of the developers of polybutylene. Right. And it, it's generally, when I walk in and I see it, it looks like PVC. Mm -hmm. It's plastic. Mm -hmm. They're thin lines, mm -hmm. and they were involved in a massive... Uh, lawsuit. They were, yeah. And the issue with polybutylene is that it would spring pinhole leaks. Mm -hmm. It's such fine pinhole leaks that it was basically a mist coming mm -hmm. out. And you wouldn't notice that it was leaking because the material around the pipe would actually soak in the water before you'd notice a puddle. So it was such a slow, continuous leak that it would do thousands of dollars worth of damage. Before you even noticed it? Before you even noticed it was leaking. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. So when we go in and we see polybutylene, that one's non-negotiable. That needs to be done. Well, I, I have seen with, with polybutylene, you know, there is um, coating on it 
where they that had that issue, and then there was um, coin on it that was like, this is the bad stuff. Over here is we had the issue, and it was this is it made by at this factory at this this time, and this was sent sent in. This is the code you gotta look up, and if it doesn't have that code, then it may be okay. But to 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 your point, um, it wouldn't be a one a one on my list that I would button up the ceiling and not have access to it um, and try to close it off. Yeah. Um, for the future next thirty years. See, I think for me, just from an inspection standpoint, if I notice it, I mean, I'm going to notice it before we get to inspection, mm-hmm. but the inspection is just going to reconfirm that, uh, hey, you're going to probably want to replace this stuff sooner than later. Right. So, unfortunately, I, I notice it when I run into it, it tends to be in townhome developments. Mm-hmm. For me, uh, I'd say the last two times I've run into it, a townhome development and what's fortunate about those designs is that the plumbing tends to be stacked so downstairs is the laundry right above it's the kitchen right Right above the kitchen is the bathroom upstairs right so the plumbing tends to be relatively easy to address because it's efficiently all stacked in one linear vertical design right right so I think it, that tackles most of our... Well, we, we did uh, skip over PVC. Oh, that's right. That's C- right. CPVC. So it's, so it's actually a very similar product to polybutylene. Um, again, the concept of how it's put together is the same. Different product, how it's actually made. Yeah, it's... Uh, so if I see... You and I have talked. When I see PVC, again, there's, there's nothing functionally wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm going to use... PVC and chlorinated PVC interchangeably because it's just easier for me to say. Right. Um, but when I see it, I tend to think uh, more homeowner. Yeah, someone went to, the, to Menards or you know nearest home home goods store and and uh, decided to put it together themselves. My understanding, it's used in a lot of commercial space, but from a residential standpoint, I see if a homeowner has used it, it's the stuff that you see at. Home Depot, right, right. Uh, my concern is it always looks very uh, fragile. Mm-hmm. Tends to look undersized. Um, I talked to you about it. Just never looks properly supported. It's yeah. not as rigid as galvanized. It's not as rigid as as you know copper. Right. Um, and uh, if you know the weight of the water through the line, and if it's not supported right. It just, and then you can see the glued joints all the time. And, you know, one of the things that's usually brought up is, hey, if it's going to leak, that's where it's going to leak from, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. a glued joint. Mm-hmm. So uh, from a plumber standpoint, the reason I don't think they like working with it is that when you glue a joint together, you got to wait about 30 minutes for it to cure. And then you can water pressure that joint versus... Mm-hmm copper they solder that joint or sweat that joint and yep. it's done or uh pecs they compress that joint and yeah. yeah so i think that's enough i i see pvc and right away i'm kind of question it the homeowner might have done it and right uncle chuck's been in here right doing plumbing <laughs> so well, that kind of transitions us to... Uh, well, let's hit on, oh. on the supply lines coming into the house. Sure, go ahead. So you can at least know what's on the other side of your meter. 
So everyone's going to have a meter inside their, their property um, that's going to um, be metered by the city or whoever is supplying water to, you, to your, your, your property. Maybe you have a well. Um, but that supply line is going to come into your into your, your property. It's either going to be, there's probably three culprits. It's going to be uh, a lead line. Um, it's going to be a copper line or it's going to be potentially a galvanized line. Um, galvanized are rare these days. Um, I would say you're probably more going to see copper or you're going to see lead. Um, lead's start slowly starting to phase its way out because lead's got it that that uh, stigma. Stigma, yeah. Um, the city actually in St. Paul has a program that's that's um, helping people remove lead lines from their, their property, um, but it's still out there. You still see it in probably I don't know a quarter of the properties you walk through. Um, if you're going to get the best line, it's probably going to the supply line coming in. It's probably going to be your copper line, the soft um, copper line. Soft yeah. copper line, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think that's about, about the best you're going to say about it, right? There's anything else you want to, want to know about No, this? I think the one thing with lead is that uh, sometimes you have people that uh, the, the lead line coming in and they're like, oh, we should test the water. Mm-hmm. And you can. A lot of those lines are so old and so, uh, you know, the... the Co- they're coated. They're coated. Yeah. But we should, should explain the coating is, is, is because after using um, the water coming through the property for so long, there's sediment built up. And so you've coated that lead pipe for years and now we, it, it, there's no no um, contact with actually the lead pipe itself anymore but you can test the water it's gonna yes, come you should, back as you should yeah it's right? gonna come back a little to none yeah well, um, let's say none none right yeah um so then maybe transitioning over to the the um sewer lines or i should say the waste lines drain lines and the sewer lines yes so they, they come off it with a different uh on properties as supply lines um there's definitely some some benefits and there's some negatives to some of them um, a lot of it has to do with the joints as well um, the biggest one you're going to see that has the biggest issues uh would be the cast iron ones you think they have issues uh, they have issues because of the joints again yeah, they're always rusted and gumpy. I think you and I talked about this before. <laughs> I like I feel very comfortable when I see cast iron waistlines. In in general, yeah, I do. I one thing I, w- I would note is is those are the ones that you when you see the, the tree. So that if, you, yeah. if you're gonna um, call big it, plaque, pl- uh, black cast iron waste tree. Yep. Yeah. So yep. Call it a waste waistline line. tree, right? And so that tree's there. Um, and you have all these four or five different lines coming in from either the, the bathroom, the kitchen sink, and whatever the lines are. But those lines um, are the ones that are potentially causing the, the leaks. And so you, it's not uncommon to see those attachments re- reattached with, with PVC now, uh, which is the next thing. Sure. Uh, just to, So when I see black cast iron, I mean, if it's leaking, it's on a joint. Correct. Yeah, it's the it's, it's, it's not the vertical like piece. indestructible. Like right. your kid's not gonna back something into it. And it's, right, <laughs> not going anywhere. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. If your house freezes, the cast iron lines are perfectly fine. Right, <laughs> it's true. Um, but uh, yeah, the uh, ABS, the thin black walled plastic, uh, and then you'll see PVC. So you'll see either white lines going into that cast iron tree or black lines. And, and to your point, uh, when we talked about this the other day, is those PVC pipelines coming in isn't because of it was uh, they didn't want to put cast iron in to, as a replacement. It was just now it's not easy to give to put a, a cast iron in anymore. So at this point, they're just going to say it's easier to put PVC as a connection to the, the cast iron tree. 
yeah. than it is to replace it with yes. another cast iron piece. Yes. Did you? Did, and I'm not sure if you want to carry it around a you know 200 pound uh, pound piece and install it in. That doesn't sound very very fun for me. No, I don't think, uh, and it doesn't really serve as much purpose. So no, the PVC. If you've did a bathroom update or anything, you're going to see PVC mm-hmm. running into that mm-hmm. cast iron tree for right. sure. Exactly. Yeah. Um, a couple of the other things I would note on on um, uh, waistlines would be. Um, there is still some lead traps that you're gonna see, um, soft lead traps. Um, a lot of times they come out, out from the kitchen. Um, you'll see them. It's, it's a, more of a, I would say, a soft silver texture to them. But it's not on a supply line. So, no, but yeah. but those are the ones that I would say you're gonna, if you're gonna have leakage, it's probably gonna be some from from those. Oh sure. Um, more common, or you have the old drum traps. Yeah. Um, which now are replaced with P traps. Um, that are PVC. Yeah. Um, so if you see those drum traps are there for if something gets stuck in the lines, yeah. um, they're able to clean it out. But those tend to the have... The old wedding ring down the... Yeah. Yeah. yeah they end up, end up in, the, in the drum trap. Yeah. But replacing that drum trap or trying to clean out the drum trap, it would make hard it to seal again. Yeah. Once you open that up, uh, it's almost drum trap, you're probably not getting it closed anymore. Correct. Yeah. That's why you don't see them very much uh, no. being reused. Yeah. Um, so I think that kind of leads us to waistlines, um, which has kind of come to the forefront again. Mm-hmm. So waistline is uh, where it uh, your uh, your sewer line. I'm sorry, your your waistline where it connects to undergrade underground, and now is exiting the property. Yep. And so our waistline becomes a sewer line. Yep. So sewer lines have kind of bubbled to the top again from. Uh, f- from a perspective of inspection, yep, and buyers' concerns. Well, once you say that, that's it's a very expensive repair, but it's also you can't visually see it until you get something down that pipe to look what it looks, see what it looks like. Yeah. So let's explain what that looks like. Yeah. So I mean, from an inspection standpoint, a home inspector is going to take a look at the structure, uh, the structure. There's another level of inspection where we'd call someone in, like Ron the sewer rat or something like that, to mm-hmm. r- run a camera mm-hmm. down the sewer line. So there's usually a clean out. They run a camera down, and it runs the entire length of that sewer line from the house all the way out to the street. Mm-hmm. And what they're looking for, there's a couple different materials that we'll run into. Either there's cast iron all the way down to the street, yep. which is rare. Mm-hmm. But if we've got that in my mind, that sewer line's good for your lifetime. Right. Um, then we run into where once it gets past the foundation itself, we tend to see it turn to clay. Yep. Uh, clay, we run into some issues there. I think you, you want to discuss that? Yeah. Um, clay can be... It's a durable material. Yeah, clay, it just... Over time, it's going to uh, deteriorate, um, and based on shifts in the in the land, it could could crack, it could move, it could adjust. But uh, the biggest issue is the, at the joints. Um, the joints you're going to have um, roots potentially grow through them, and those roots could be little roots that just jo- go into the joints and cause the clogging, which is why you need to call out some sewer line cleanout company. So it's not common, uncommon, um, should say. 
in the city itself um, to ha call out your sewer line company once, twice, every other year to clear out your 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 tree tree roots. Depending on your tree coverage in the front, right? Exactly. I mean, I've seen people with no trees in the front yard, but they've got roots growing through their their joints on their their mm -hmm. lines, and of course, those roots are what causes the degrading of that clay liner correct so if you're running they run a blade right down the middle of that sewer line that mm -hmm. just cuts all those roots clears mm -hmm. everything out again every other year yep you're good for another two years or yeah whatever unless is. you've got a big tree sitting in the front yard and or the city planted a huge boulevard tree you know and now it's huge over the last uh five, sure. five years but i think you'll get a sense of it too if you you run that camera down there, you find the roots, you clear it out. Two years later, you bring someone back out. And if it's minimal, great. That means you're every three years maybe running someone out. If it's pervasive again, right. it, it maybe every year you're running someone out there to cut it. What's a, a, a cost? 200 bucks? To clear out a line? Something like that. Two, 250 Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. Uh, the cost of the sewer line inspection uh, about two hundred bucks. Yeah, to run a camera down there. Um, really, it's 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 probably worth your time, especially in the city. Um, the reason why I think we haven't even even hit really why it's issues, but once once the the sewer line is uh, um, not working anymore, or I should say it's it has an issue where it's got a crack into it, or it's it's collapsed in a certain location, um, then that turns into a bigger issue of water um, coming. Um, out of your property into your yard and then potentially collapsing part of your yard you have like a divot in your front yard well i think the bigger one is you flush the toilet and it starts backing up into your basement well, that, that too of course that's the big one for me if you i'm leaking a, wait, if i'm like leaking that? a little water out of my sewer line and water in my tree at the boulevard <laughs> well you don't like uh, sewer water no, but when it house? collapses and i've got dirt in there and nothing's going out to the street anymore that's kind of a big deal right so I, the cost generally of uh, uh, again if you've got a sewer line that has uh, failed um, the cost depending on how long that sewer let's say you're set a hundred feet back from the street it's long ways versus you're set 40 feet back from right. the street right it's based on linear footage if the collapse is in one spot there's certain things that they can do now where they run a sleeve down the inside of the pipe Mm -hmm. uh, kind of expand that sleeve, and mm -hmm. then it's, uh, uh, is it fiberglass? It's, a, it's some material that, that can they can kind of blow up and then expand and then, like, dry. And then, you know, now it's like a, um, a it's durable. Like a cast. Yeah. On the inside of the pipe. Yeah. That's not cheap. No. Um, I don't know what, what it, exactly. I would say is that's about half the price of actually replacing the whole pipe. The whole line? Yeah. So, I mean, a general sewer line repair... A complete replacement for an average, let's say, a forty to fifty foot run, I'd say probably twelve to fifteen thousand. Somewhere around there. I think the sleeve, uh, some of those repairs, I've seen those run even five, six, seven yep. grand. Yep. You think those are fair numbers to use? I think it's in that ballpark. That's kind of what I would I would uh, expect. Um, if it's a average length of the line. It's, it's when you have a house that's set way back in the property and you have a long run to go, that's when it's going to get not, it's not going to be cheap. Like that first garage I sold, right? That one's going to yeah. be, be a little bit rough. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how they got a pitch to that line. But either way, uh, 
I think that kind of covers. Uh, I, the waistlines have become a big deal in West St. Paul. It's a requirement. Yeah, yeah. If you're selling your house that you have to have had a sewer line inspection, which that that's it's it's good to know from a from a buyer's perspective, you know what you're going to run into um, because this isn't a repair that you want to be able to take on yourself right away, um, especially if as a first-time home buyer, um, it's nice to have know all your knowledge going forward. Well, I don't think we covered uh, PVC, so uh, oh, yeah. some of the waistlines we get into the suburbs, things like that. Uh, where we know the air of the home, it's going to have PVC exiting the house right to the street. Mm -hmm. um, maybe there's, I, I'm guessing they probably use 10 foot, 12 foot sections. Yeah. So maybe there's one or two seams. Um, really, the, the way it's coupled, you're not concerned about roots getting into. I, I, Ron the sewer rat isn't cleaning out a lot of sewer lines out in Woodbury or yeah I don't think you're gonna see uh, the business uh, model to hit uh, hit suburbs very often so yeah. uh, if you do it's pretty rare so when we're talking about sewer line inspections it's generally for those houses kind of built I'd say pre what would you say 1970 yeah 1960s 70s 70s for sure um, and older Older, um, older yeah. houses, yeah. yeah. Anything within, within the first ring suburbs, I think, would be a, in discussion of, of uh, trying to, to if we should do a do a sewer test. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else you want to add? We're at twenty six minutes. No, we did good. No. Um, I think we I think we hit hit all the, all the points. I think it, what we want want to to have here is just more information when you walk through a house, then you get a chance to see these these products and you understand what they do what the positives and negatives of them are and that way you know your maintenance of going forward yeah and i think allowing buyers to start seeing properties kind of the way we see it mm -hmm. so um just know that when we're running through with you we're standing off your shoulder and it's it's information that we're we're observing calculating and sharing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's also good for you to kind of know it mm -hmm. well going forward for you for as, as a consumer um, you want to make sure that you know when when you call in a plumber, um, then they ask these questions. Hey, what's what's your, your supply line and what's your 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 waistline going out? And you can say, well, I have this drum trap here, and probably should replace it. It would make it makes a huge difference when you're trying to explain what you're trying to do. Yeah. Yep. I think that's fair enough. Yeah. Uh, with that, we call in an episode. I think we should. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Welcome. Uh, thanks for stopping by the garage. And I'm Scott Lanahan. And I'm Joe Ubel. Until next time. Absolutely.